Welcome to Sovereign Self, weaving spiritual awakening with the fabric of everyday life. Your host is Zofia Renea Morales. We'll discuss and show you how you can achieve the highest potential in your life through divine wisdom and really live. Now, here is your host, Zofia Renea Morales. Welcome back to another episode of Sovereign Self. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and today we are going to ex be exploring the power of soul-led living, which is something I absolutely adore uh, talking about. And in fact, the license plate on my car says, live soul first. <laughs> Uh, but before we swing into that, I would like to invite you to explore your own gifts uh, by taking the what is your number one spiritual superpower quiz. I put this quiz together to help us each individually see the gifts that we are bringing forward into the world because they're a lot like water to a fish. It's, it's just the environment that we swim in and we don't recognize the amazing things that we're bringing to the world because it just seems so ordinary to us. And so you can take this quiz. It takes a couple of minutes and you can find it at superpowerquiz.us. That's superpowerquiz.us. It's free to take. It's fast. And people tell me that they get some really profound insights from having gone through that process. So with that invitation out of the way, I would like to introduce our guest today. Dominic Levesque is a gifted energy healer. She's a master geo love healer and a soul-led business strategist. She's honed her skills over the years, creating personalized blends that resonate with her client's soul essence. She also helps clients achieve their personal and professional goals by harnessing the power of energy and intention. Dominic's holistic approach considers both the physical and energetic aspects of a person's life, making her a valuable resource in the fields of holistic health, personal development, and soul-led business. Welcome, Dominique. I'm so excited to have you here with me today. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm so excited that you actually made it here. Oh, yes. <laughs> I think the angels were kind of paving your way on that one. Oh, <laughs> she was, definitely. She, she was in the emergency room with a family member, and we'll just leave it at that. Everyone knows how the emergency room goes. <laughs> yeah. So can you, well, let's, let's agree on some vocabulary here. What do you mean when you say soul-led? Okay, so soul-led means that you're not taking decisions based on data, based on facts, based on external factors. Mm. Your decisions are based on your intuition, on something that comes from within you that is telling you, go ahead. Even when it seems like everything's against you and you have that feeling that says, just go, that is so led and you can be so led personally and in business. I love that. And that's actually one of the, the interesting shifts that I went through when I went through my awakening, because up to that point, I was just the facts, ma'am, all the data. <laughs> I mean, data helps, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, data's great, right? There's still a place for that, but what rules now in my decision making is how it feels on the inside 
Does it feel aligned? Does it feel easy? Um, regardless of what the external factors oftentimes are telling me. Oh, definitely. Because even if data is telling you, go, 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 if you're not aligned with that decision, energy won't work and it's just not going to happen. Yeah, exactly. I kind of experience it like the easy button. <laughs> if it if I'm going down the road and it and the problems don't have solutions that begin to start popping up soon after they present themselves, it's an indicator to me that uh, perhaps I might want to consider a different approach. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or something else entirely, depending on uh, how extreme the energetic mismatch is. So speaking of energetic mismatch, how do you help people recognize when they're in that space that that their energy is not aligned with where they're trying to push to? So I think I'm very privileged because I actually can tap into people's energetic being and I actually see, well, I see auras. So I, I see the colors. If mm. they're broken at some point, it also helps me. But I can identify your gifts. Um, nice. And yeah. And when I do that, so let's say... Um, Let's take an example here. Let's say you're a chef, right? Mm -hmm. And your gifts are all in the third eye, right? But okay. then you have to be following recipes all the time and you're frustrated because you're a chef and like it's very, very, you know, there's a lot of rules around. Creating. Yeah, and you're working for somebody else and they've set a menu and this is what you're supposed to deliver, right? <laughs> exactly. And so if I tap into your being and then I see your aura is like all broken on one side, the creative side, and then I see your third eye is like, and you tell me I'm a chef or say, okay, well, let's try to find a way to adapt or let's align this, right? And then we work through a project together so that they can learn how to bring their gifts, their 5D gifts into the 3D so that they're yeah. more fulfilled. Exactly. And and like negotiate something with their employer, right? A lot of times there are chef specials for a reason. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. Yes, that's that's how I do that. <laughs> So how do you help people tap into their inner wisdom? Um, because I know we all have inner wisdom and we all have gifts as much mm -hmm. as we feel like everybody else is more gifted than us. It's a very common thing that I hear. Um, how do you help people begin to, to tap into that for themselves? I like to do that in groups because it's so much more easier when you hear other people's just like you said right we always think the other person is more gifted and i actually have one of my clients that she is extremely gifted but she wants to channel and she wants to be a channeler in the way that she envisions channeling to be yet she's a constant channeler like me i'm a constant channeler we're receiving messages all the time all the time but when you're thinking that channeling will sound like another language or you're going to go in trans channeling and you're constantly channeling like what well, i'm not channeling right so i like to do that in groups yeah it's like i didn't lose consciousness and i remembered what i said so i must not have channeled <laughs> yeah. exactly yeah i think hollywood a lot of times does us a disservice around our gifts in the way that they present things like clairvoyance and clairaudience 
and even claircognizance, although they, they don't mess with that one quite as much because it's not dramatic the way that they want it to be like on a screen or something. I think a lot of that sort of thing gets in the way. We think it, it's going to be different or something grander and there's like this predetermined expectation that we're trying to meet and it's like, no, just put that away. You already are. Just recognize yeah. what you're already doing, right? <laughs> yeah. And you know, when like your body, I always say that to people, when you're like talking to someone and you have like shivers or you feel fluctuation of temperature in your body, this is your intuition that's telling you something. So the first way to start tapping into your inner guidance is think of what you said or what you were thinking of right before that happens. This is your answer. And then you start yeah. knowing whether it's a yes or it's a no, right? Of yeah, course. and your body is so pivotal in understanding what's arriving and when these moments are arriving. We've been taught a lot to be up in our heads and very analytical and to kind of ignore and suppress the body. And that's one of the things that I love helping intellectual types with. <laughs> it's like, oh, yes. let's help get you into your body. Yeah. Because that's where the that's where the intuition really arrives and and uh, the indications tend to pop up, I've noticed. Yeah, we do a lot of groups on uh, magnetic words to try to get soul-led businesses, soul-led soul-led business owners to be able to talk about their offers. And every time I'm like, drop to your heart, drop to your heart, be heart-centered, you know, because everything you have in your mind is beautiful but it is filtered by society yeah. and the coaches, those who have done coaching, you know, programs, they always tell you those beliefs, are they even yours? So all those filters you have in your head, are they even yours? So well, yeah, and many of them aren't. And this is kind of what I've been shifting into in my own work. It's like, let's look at this stuff that you've been automatically running because a lot of that is the things that are holding you back. You know, it's so easy for us to go, oh, well, is the man holding me down or the glass ceiling or, or whatever it is. And the glass ceiling sits between your ears. Exactly. And the, the good one. news is that's the one you can get rid of very easily. Yes. yes, and you can drop to your heart and have unfiltered information. Yes, yes, and it will uh, it'll be more fulfilling, it'll be more fun, and it'll be more financially productive. Yes, yes, that's, that's the goal, right? Especially, Absolutely. I believe that in our society, we've forgotten how to have fun. You know, fun is not only going out on Saturday night, it should be in everything that we do, even when you meditate, if it feels like a burden, then you should be doing something else. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Or if you need a chemical enhancement to uh, <laughs> to feel relaxed in yourself, that there's something going on there that you probably need to address. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, because society likes to uh, likes to promote this image of, oh well, go out on the town and you know get plastered and and yeah, that's not. That's not fun. That's actually escaping from your life. <laughs> yeah, I always tell my kids are, are teens now, but since they're young, I always tell them the first thing you need to learn is how to be content with your own thoughts and with your own 
loneliness to feel one with it all, right? Yeah. So that you don't just take the collective consciousness as yours so that you're you're content with yourself and you're actually being able to observe what is going on so that when you make decisions, they come from your intuition and not from the society filters. Oh, yeah, because society will lead you down a road that ends in emptiness, really. I mean, I, I've, trust me, I've been down that road. I checked off as many of the boxes as I could, right? I got the education and I got married and I got a career and I started making the money and socking away retirement accounts. And you know what? That's, that's, doesn't make you happy. It's nice. Okay. Don't get me wrong. You want these things. They're, they're comfortable. They support your life, but, um, they're not going to make you happy and fulfilled. Yeah, it has to start from within. I mean, we live in 3D, so the money will help you. Everything, having support is definitely incredible and fun and very appeasing, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but if you can't be within yourself, with yourself, then it's not going to help you in anything. Yeah, exactly. So I love that you love doing this work in groups because one of my favorite things to do in like an intuition development group is to go around the circle and it's like you tell the person next to you what you see in them, the gifts that you are really impressed with and that, that uh, they display easily and fluidly because each person then stands as a mirror to the next person. It's like, here's, here's your gift. Here's what we see. Here's what we receive from you. Mm -hmm. And I think it, it really helps people to hear that because it can be really hard to determine your gifts and your purpose just sitting in a room by yourself meditating. Yeah, for sure. And I think it also grounds what you're teaching, you know? So if you're identifying gifts and they're like, well, I see this, but am I hallucinating or am I, you know, like just inventing it and then someone else says it and it helps grounding it. Yeah. Well, and a lot of times when someone else will share it with you, they'll share an example, which is even better in terms of like grounding it. It's like, yeah, well, you know, every time I, I come into the room and I sit next to you, I feel this incredible sense of peace. It's easy for me to allow the day to drop away. And, you know, there's just something about your presence that, that allows me to de-stress in that way. Well, that's a, a very concrete example of the practical way in which this serves people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I believe that group work, individual work is really powerful. Group work can make it even more powerful when it's done properly without judgment and all from the heart, right? The heart yeah. space is very important. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think healing is also an important part of the journey, but I guess the thing I'd like to, to delve into with you around healing is where's kind of the sweet spot with that? Because I sometimes notice myself and clients kind of going down this road of, well, I have to be done with all of that before I can fill in the blank, whatever my purpose is. Yeah. Um, so there is a thing that I talk a lot about is, is sitting in faith, being an observant instead of actively trying to control. So I think mm. that when we are saying I should be done with this or I should be here, we're trying to control the output. 
you know. Right. Well, some, some and, conscious, you know, not consciously. Yeah. But, but we're still there. And exactly. So, yeah. So I think that the sweet point is being able to understand that we are one with it all. We have access to it all, and where and we are allowed to observe and to sit in faith for the outcome instead of trying to control it. Mm, interesting. I think sometimes for myself, I can't speak for other people, obviously, but I think sometimes it's almost an excuse to not take the next step forward. It's like, well, you know, I still need to work on fill in the blank. Yeah, well, it could be uncomfortable, right? The next yeah. step is not made to be comfortable. It's made to stepping up. Yeah, it's made to expand and to stretch you. We are already coming up on our first break. Can you imagine? Oh, my goodness. So what I'd like to do is to invite you, who joined us here today, um, spend a few, a few minutes with your pen, with your piece of paper, and I'd like you to think a little bit about the comments that people have made to you compliments you have gotten on things that you kind of spontaneously do and you respond to these comments, well, well, that's no big deal. I just do that all the time. I want you to kind of capture some of that because they were standing as mirrors to you in that moment. So reach back in your memory and kind of parse through that, find some of that over the break, and we'll be back with you in just a moment. America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. In a Realm is a free monthly holistic health magazine that promotes total health and wellness of body, mind, and spirit. We're a much-loved community resource for both alternative and traditional healing. We're in our 24th year of educating our readers about innovative therapies aimed at stress reduction, emotional healing, diet modification, energy healing, body movement therapies like yoga and tai chi, and so much more. Restore your soul, find your balance, and elevate your life with Inner Realm. Find us at innerrealmmagazine.com. Hey, beautiful soul, Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Go to tellzofia, that's T-E-L-L-Z-O-F-I-A.com. Drop me a quick note and let me know. How has this show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That's tellzofia.com. Your opinion is critical in informing where I take the show next. Thank you so much and live soul first. Do you feel you have a bigger life's purpose than you're currently living? Of course you do. Activate your passion as you tune in to Sovereign Self with host Sophia Renea Morales. Become the conscious creator of your own life. Connect with your most powerful and purposeful self in order to make big things happen for you now. Sophia and her guests are doing this every day and are sharing how you can step into this power too. Listen to Sovereign Self every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renee Morales. I'm still here with Dominique Levesque. And over the break, I asked you to put together some memories of things you were complimented on, things you spontaneously do, um, to kind of start to build a picture of what some of your giftednesses are. And what I'm going to do at this point is to invite Dominic to uh, share a little bit of her journey with us because I know for myself when I was very young I was pretty soul-led and then I drank the rational humanistic Kool-Aid. <laughs> it kind of submerged all of that for many decades and had to be hit by the spiritual two-by-four to realize that I'd gotten it backwards. <laughs> so how was your journey around that uh, so soul-ledness, I guess? <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Um, I mean, from as long as I can remember, I always saw auras. Mm -hmm. I always saw the color around people and that always helped me. Um, I always saw a gold, like kind of a fountain going into the people and mm -hmm. I would see where it would break, but I never really understood. And I lived in a religious orphanage. Oh um, my, you don't want to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. And so I learned how to be quiet very young because yeah. I did, I, there was one nun. Um, her name was Marie-Claire. She was very young. I remember her, she was white with like blonde, blonde hair that she would hide under her veil, right? And uh, I thought, oh, I can tell her anything. She's so nice. Yeah. Well, I told her, I see gold around people. And two days later, I was in a psychiatric hospital. <gasps> oh, no. Yeah. So oh. I, learned, <laughs> I learned very, very young to not talk. Yeah. And I, oh, my. And it's so ironic, because if you look at all of the imagery and the iconography, they show the gold around people and coming down into people. And it's like, somebody else had to see that in order to paint it, right? Yeah. And I would tell them all the time, like, it, I was very young. And I would tell them all the time, well, in the Bible, it doesn't say we should be lacking. It should, it says that everybody has everything like there's just abundance and and it shows in the churches and this and that and and they were like no you shouldn't be talking about these things this is not for you to talk and um i did understand something i in my years i helped build 18 churches of different um denominations like catholic christians in third world countries uh -huh. i understood that the church was not so much for the religion but more a place where some people needed to gather to get out of their everyday struggle. Yeah. But I didn't understand that when I was young, right? I thought that the church and the orphanage where I was, was my only source. And so they were telling me to not talk. 
And then I did a dissociation. So I always felt mm -hmm. like I was kind of like floating on top of people. And they're like, well, you're being condescending and we're going to. So I basically spend my life with psychotherapists. Oh, goodness. You couldn't win. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. I did learn a lot about the brain doing that. Yeah. Before. Well, and there's a lot to be taken from psychotherapy when it's done well. Yeah, I don't think it was done well. <laughs> uh, it's hard to find done well. It's like religion done well. It's very hard to find. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, when but... it is done well, you know, it's this this pathway, this set of steps that brings you into closer communion with the divine, which may bring you religious type experiences like mm, seeing the gold coming down into the people and forming halos around them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, as... I think I was very lucky because I took all of that instead of kind of like making myself in a little cocoon and cry. I I thought every single thing that I was going through, and I'm talking young, like under 15 years old, I thought all of this is going to teach me something for later. And oh, indeed, so much wind, so much wisdom for one so young. <laughs> yeah, I was very young. But then, like you said, society takes over. So I started working in tourism, I worked in bars, and I was still always the odd one, the one that everybody was like, we can talk to her to get like um, some words of wisdom, but you know, we can't invite it to the parties. Like she's, you know, she's just not that kind of person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like in the morning I would walk in the ocean and I would just stay there and look at the waves for like an hour. People just did not get me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so I what what faith. was what was the shift that kind of allowed you to start to throw off the the training of society if you will I think I was pro, um so I don't think I ever embodied the train of society I always looked at it kind of from afar mm -hmm. like I knew I had to make the money I had to live but I was always more the kind of person that would do my own little thing and not really listen to what's going on, right? Yeah, I, I'll listen. do the minimum that society requires. Exactly. Yeah. But that led me to be very much alone, which I yeah. didn't like because I'm not an, a good alone person. Um, and I think that when I was 21, probably I was in Costa Rica and I was traveling by myself and like I was going into all these hotels and I was like this is such a beautiful country but there is no soul to these places and so I would go to the owners and I would like I'm going to send you I'm gonna sell you and I was 21 you know is, is young to to do what I was saying what I was doing I'm going to sell you a plan so that you can put soul into your hotel and now oh. the people would start seeing me as the spiritual side of tourism. And oh, nice. I, and I started traveling from hotel to hotel in Central America. I went to Europe also, a couple in Africa, in Canada as well. And I would just like walk in and say, kind of like a feng shui of the energy. Yes, uh -huh. <laughs> you know, a, a spiritual say, feng shui of sorts. <laughs> exactly. I was like, the energy doesn't flow here. So maybe we should do this. And then I would give tricks that were not costing any money and people loved it. I never worked for money until I was a lot older. I worked for exchanges. 
So mm. they would give me room board and they would fly me to the places. And I was very lucky because the hotels that were open to this were very high end. Oh, so nice. I was, yeah. So I was very lucky. So I, I'm, I traveled in beautiful hotels, moving energy around. And then I came up with the beauty of the word. So I would teach the people how to use their words to upgrade the energy instead of saying you're welcome and kind of like cut, you know, I would go in hotels and say, let's say it's my pleasure. There you go. You know, and just kind of how you answer the phone. And so really, really easy ways to not say I'm doing some healing on your hotel, but I was still working in energy. Now that I can look back at that, I know that that's what I was doing. But when I was young, because I have learned to not talk about energy, I just thought I had some kind of a magic trick to this, right? But now yeah. I know it's energy. So that's kind of how I never really left energy. And I included society within energy, which I still do today. Because when someone comes to me with a business and they're like, I don't feel fulfilled. I like my business. And we're like, so let's try to find the magic in it. Where are the gifts? How are you using your gifts within your business? And this is how I help soul-led businesses. Mm, beautiful. But now I can say it's energy. I don't have to high-hide <laughs> you, you, Well, and it's become more accepted to talk about the energy of a place or the vibration of a place uh, than it was even 15 years ago. Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. So what role does like energy and vibration and healing play in our con in our connection to like our intuition, our soul and our higher consciousness, whatever words you want to put on this? Well, so uh, how does it all come together? <laughs> um, okay, so let's say I like to use stories. <laughs> so Let's say you are going into a hotel, right? So you saved your money and you're so happy you're going to go into the hotel and you saw pictures and those pictures were amazing. And then you get to the airport and then the immigration officer just is like, what do you want? What are you doing here? So you're- Oh my God. Yeah, I had one of those when I went to London. Oh like, my God. What are you doing? I'm sightseeing. What sites are you going to go see? It's like, well, I haven't quite made up my mind. <laughs> yeah, London has the London has this very stiff immigration system. Yes. And and your energy starts to go lower, right? And then you go into your you're stuck in traffic, your energy goes a little bit lower. And then you walk into that hotel. The lobby is beautiful, but no one smiles. Oh, yeah. And then you're like, well, I just spent six months to a year putting my money together for this trip. And everybody is mean. You know, yeah, so I mean, it's beautiful, but cold, right? Exactly. But this is when you have to understand. So we're talking about consciousness, energy, and everything together, right? So this is when you have to say within yourself, I'm just observing here. Mm. Do I need to take that energy into me? And do I need to mm. lower my energy because of them? I don't. This, is belo this belongs to the collective. It doesn't belong to me. And I open my channel and let the gold in so that I can always vibrate high. I don't know if I answered your question. Yeah. Kind of. Um, 
I I love the suggestion of, you know, stepping back and going, I can make a different choice about my own, what do I say, emotional and spiritual experience in the space. Um, what role does healing play in being able to even take that choice? Because I think many of us were kind of trained that, well, it's normal to be pissed off. It's normal to react in this way. And um, it, in fact, it's almost automatic that that's what happens. So I believe that there's two levels of healing. The first level of healing is more, uh, let's call it the 3D and the ascension. Sure. <laughs> so the 3D healing is when you recognize the roots and what we were talking before, um, before the break. So you recognize the beliefs that are yours, where they're from. Did they serve me? Did they not serve me? You know, like you're, you're decoding your own energy. You're decoding your soul. You're decoding your, your human experience, right? Right. Well, and even some of these beliefs have been there so long, you almost don't see them, mm -hmm. right? It's like just part of, part of the infrastructure that's normal that is there, right? <laughs> Yeah, and let's go back to London. Everybody knows that London immigration is not nice. So when you get to London, you expect it not to be nice. Guess what? The universe is going to put a not nice person in your face to prove you're right. The universe yeah. loves to prove you right. The universe mm -hmm. doesn't want Oh, to oh, oh, hold on, pause, rewind, say that again. The universe loves to prove you right. Okay, so what do you want to be proved right about is the next question you should be asking yourself. <laughs> exactly, and that is the first, the first step into healing. Mm -hmm. Now, when you know what you want to be proven right, you're clear about it, you set your intention, and this is when the healing really moves through your energetic being and you start to embody your soul and your human experience this is when you can start embodying your gifts, embodying mm -hmm. the energy, hearing the consciousness, the higher consciousness levels, and seeing the gold all around. Yeah, and you're able that. to choose and live your experience in a different level. You know, there's this saying that I it sticks with me because it's just like, oh yeah, I'm one of these people who has a tendency to be right. And it's like, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? Mm -hmm. And I think that kind of comes back around and speaks to what are you asking the universe to prove to you? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. And, and a lot of the times we don't even know ourselves because like you said, sometimes we don't even know those, the beliefs that we have. We don't know where they're coming from, what they are. So if we don't do the work in identifying, doing the first step of healing and healing takes time it's mm -hmm. not something that is done overnight you know like the the overnight success doesn't exist yeah exactly so. it's 30 years to get to that moment of quote unquote overnight success <laughs> but let's hope we can help our kids not to have to go through all the generational traumas that we've been through and you know clear their dna right away <laughs> yeah that that is a hugely helpful thing so i know personally that that healing seems to kind of be this ongoing sort of thing how do we 
how do we balance doing the work we need to do on our own healing and still moving forward, not using that, well, I'm not done healing yet as an excuse not to move forward? So I might sound redundant, but I'm going to go back to being the observant. I think that when you are stepping into the new energies and you're not judging the energies, some things will come back because they're not done healing. But when you don't judge them, you're seeing them with different eyes. And the way Mm. you react to them is always ascending and ascending and ascending until it goes away because you don't need to live it again. And then you're going to live something else. There was that. I, I find that it'll continue to show up until you've kind of figured out that higher response to it. And then it'll show up one more time to show you you're done. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. And to make sure that, you know, you're, you have freed the space to yeah. receive more and that you're ready to get to the ascending park. And that ascending part is never over, right? When you climb the mountain, there's always another mountain to be climbing. Mm-hmm. Well, can you share a personal experience maybe of having received a soul-led message or an intuitive insight? I think sometimes it's helpful to have that behind-the-scenes peek into what someone else's experience of that is. Not that everyone's experience will be the same, but occasionally we'll recognize our own experience in someone else's story. Uh, Yes, for sure. So I have kids. I have raised kids that are not mine, um, mm-hmm. that were kind of like dropped at my door. And those kids were, were very rebellious and in, not in the right um, path. It's probably why they were dropped at your door. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I was always asking, what am I doing wrong? And the answer mm-hmm. would always come back. You're not doing anything wrong. You're just trying to do something that is not what you're trying what you're supposed to be doing you're Ah. just supposed to welcome them and let them know that they can trust you and when i did that i just sat back and i just watched them and i let them know every time that i was there for them then eventually they started coming to me Mm. so that was one of the very strong intuition uh, messages that i got And how do you know an intuition message like that from like a brain thought of, well, you know, psychologically speaking, if you try to force the issue, people will run away from you? Oh, yeah. Well, because the intuition message doesn't come in your brain. It comes in your core. Mm. So you're thinking about something and you're not going to have a rational thought that is going to come with whatever you're thinking it's going to come into um like a shiver or you're going to feel more hot or something and then if you're not sure you can ask for you can ask for um for a sign right Mm. to prove that what you received was really from a different from higher self yes yes i love that i'm going to put a little pin in here because it's time to go to break but when we come back i want to talk about that also okay so grab your pen grab your piece of paper uh, and spend a few minutes around these moments of 
understanding, knowing, intuitive, uh, what I want to say, information, right? Because they come in many ways. She just described one, which is this understanding that comes out of the, the core of your being. Um, but it can arrive in other ways as well. It can be a thought that arrives without emotion. It can be uh, something that pops out of your mouth that you didn't even realize that wisdom was there. It's a spontaneous channeling kind of thing. Sometimes that will be accompanied with a physical sensation, goosebumps or, or chills or warmth or whatever it is. Spend some time thinking about these things, documenting how it shows up for you not how you want it to, how it shows up actually for you. And hang with us. We'll be right back from the break. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Leave a quick voice message at 520-261-6827. And let me know, how has the show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That number, 520-261-6827. Thank you so much for your feedback. It's crucial in informing where I take the show next. Thank you and go out and live soul first. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales. I'm still here with the amazing and wonderful Dominique Levesque. Uh, before the break, I asked you to think about some of the ways in which your intuitive understandings arrive, whether it's a knowing or a sensation or a feeling. Um, and mine arrive in a couple of different ways. I'm going to throw that out there just because it's a whole nother perspective. Um, 
uh, my main gift is as a knower. And so it it doesn't arrive so much from my core, but it's uh, a thought that didn't come from my brain. And I know it didn't come from my brain because the thoughts that come from my brain come with an emotional charge attached to them, whether it's, it's hopeful or happy or concerned or fearful or whatever it is. It comes with some emotional baggage attached to it. When it's an intuitive knowing, it's kind of just the facts. It just arrives. It's like, okay, she has cancer. It doesn't come with any concern about the cancer, fear about the cancer or anything. It's just the facts. Oh, there it is. Uh, or this is what you should do. Okay. <laughs> and that's one of the things that I use to distinguish when it's an intuitive thing versus my brain getting in there and being busy and controlling. <laughs> mm -hmm. Now, one of the things you mentioned was asking the universe for a sign. And I'm a big fan of signs. And I think before we swing into signs, I will make the comment that in my experience, there are a couple levels of signs. And one is like this archetypal community-wide sort of sign, you know, a cigar is symbolic of whatever, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I, a lot of people will come to folks like you and I and say, well, I had this dream, what does the symbolism mean? And yeah, while we can speak to that archetypal level, I find that on your own personal intuitive level, you have your own personal interpretations of these things, your own experiences that are tied in with cigars. And while Freud might have said something about, you know, having a phallic fixation <laughs> around a cigar, for you personally, um, it may have more to do with feeling comforted and protected by your grandfather because he was a cigar smoker. And so when you have a dream about a cigar, what I tell people is think about your own personal association with that sign, what it means to you first, because that's gonna trump the grand archetypal interpretation. Is that your experience as well? <laughs> Yeah, and, and I guess um, to me, the signs come a lot in, in smells. Mm -hmm. um, I guess I have that gift of smelling, but I now I also know the smells that I like and I don't like. They don't mm -hmm. have to be not my smells. You know, like if let's say, let's say I'm just sitting there, right? So I'm a nomad. I travel a lot. And yeah. um, when I'm in more expensive countries, it can be very stressful because as I don't make millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. I've made a choice to travel and to try to live the life with my kids as looking at the world. Yes. And right now we're in a very expensive place. I don't have the funds for it. And I was stressing out. Mm -hmm. And so I had a very, very, very <laughs> nasty smell that kept on coming back. And I'm like, mm -hmm. why am I smelling that? It's because I was trying to control the outcome. Mm. I was not surrendering. And when I surrendered and I said, okay, tell me what I should do. And then I heard the universe will prevail. Of course, it's not a voice. It's like you said, right? Yeah. The universe will prevail if I do the actions for it. And then I smell wood smell, like oak smell. Mm -hmm. And I know that oak 
is very comforting. It's very homey. It's very, you are where you need to be. Like some people will say, well, I'm always seeing three of the same number. Yes. Well, three of the same number. What are you thinking of? You know, are you thinking you're not in the right job? You're not doing the right thing. You're not in the right place. The angels are telling you, you are in the right place doing the right thing in this moment yeah. for you. So the signs, and it could be a song, but you have to kind of be aware and conscious of what you're thinking of to be able to receive yeah. the signs. Like what, you're saying one of the, the things that I recommend for people when you're talking about like guides and angels, um, because there is what I want to say, kind of a symbology language that will develop between you and your guides. Mm -hmm. uh, based on your life experiences, based on the fact that you feel comforted by cigar smoke because that was grandpa. Um, and so I ask people who sit in my development circles to get a book and to keep track of it, right? Yes. I noticed, you know, I was thinking of my father as I went down the road and this song came on that that was one of our favorites. We danced together for it at, you know, the father-daughter dance when I was 16 or something like that, you know. And so keep track of that kind of stuff because that's part of the language of your guides talking to you. And that's this, like the second level of interpretation. Yeah. The first is your personal experience. The second level is what your guides use to give you uh, reassurance and guidance. And then there's, you know, the grander scheme. The other thing that I like to mention to people, and I don't know if you do this, um, I get a lot of people who are like, well, I've, I've got this big decision and I asked for a sign. Okay, I'm, I'm like, okay, so what's <laughs> yes and what's no? Well, I don't know. I, I got this thing that showed up. I'm like, <laughs> well, you might wanna define when you ask for a sign what you're actually looking for and it really doesn't matter what you use it doesn't have to be logical and in fact it's better if it's not mm -hmm. you know when i was deciding on an assisted living home for my father when we couldn't take care of his needs anymore i i told my guides i said look i want butterflies now this is not a reasonable request is in the middle of the winter in Arizona. The butterflies are not coming through. There's not going to be a living fluttering around the world butterfly. <laughs> uh, but that's what I asked for. And we went out and we toured a bunch of homes. And the last one, I got my butterflies in the form of a sweater with butterflies on the director of the facility. Wow. And oh, yeah. if I had not said, I want butterflies as my go-ahead sign, I'd have been like, well, she was wearing butterflies. Is that a good thing? But, you know, the first one had angels in the window. Was it supposed to be the first one? Mm. But yeah. since I had said, I want butterflies, they gave me butterflies. Yeah. And I think that one of the things that is really important is when you're asking for signs, you have to make sure that you're not... Um, um, filtering from the collective, you know? Mm -hmm. So like maybe cutting cords um, every night just to make sure that your channels are open to receive those messages. Yes. Being aware is probably the most important thing in receiving the messages. And that's why I always say, sit and observe. Try not to control the, the outcome of what you're looking for. 
Yeah, I love that. So we're getting back down to the last few minutes of the show here. Tell me about the gift you brought for the listeners and keep it short because I want you to tell them how they can engage with you also afterwards. Yeah, for sure. So um, I like to work with affirmations, but in a deeper way, not just I am beautiful, like not like that, right? I like yeah. people to learn how to use them, how to create them so that they work for them energetically. So how to we're going to go to the second level of the healing so that they work on your energetic body and they actually come forth in the 3D. Right. So I have a, a, a gift, which is a month of affirmation, but it's not just the affirmation. It's the how to. How to create, how to use, how to make them work for you. Exactly. I love that. And so if you're interested in receiving this gift, and I highly encourage you to go and receive this gift, you have nothing to lose. <laughs> uh, go to intentioninflow.com slash affirmations. The URL will be in the show notes and claim your month of affirmations, not just stuff to repeat and your brain goes well that's not true <laughs> exactly when that's so important that's another sign <laughs> yeah absolutely so tell me how your work is coming out into the world now and who you're serving yes yeah, so right now i have a membership that's called talk yourself successful for soul-led businesses that are either wanting to launch or that wanting to be clear on how they can show up in the 3d and you can find all the information on, on, on my website, which is intentioninflow.com. And I do soul-led um, business guides where I tap into the energetic being and I will channel your branding, your avatar, sometimes how to structure. I mean, I don't know I, what I channel, but I channel your business. And yeah. I can also do that <laughs> on the personal side when you're... Maybe you're working as a barista and you're like, well, my hands buzz, you know, so I will tell you why your hands are buzzing and what to do with it. Beautiful, because you can apply that in more places than just the Starbucks bar. Exactly. <laughs> All right. We're up to the last few minutes of our show. Um, if you have one word of advice uh, for someone who's who's kind of seeking that alignment in flow. A lot of times I know we, we do a lot of hit or miss. Well, I would say to believe in yourself, believe in your gift and believe that it is true, whatever you hear around you. It can be scary at the beginning because you feel like people are just drifting apart, but it's just the universe making space for so much wonder and so much more beauty into your life. Stick in I there. love that. I love that. And I guess what I want to append on that is you don't have to believe 100% all the time. You just have to believe enough to take the action. You can doubt a little bit afterwards if you want to, and then believe again to take another action. <laughs> thank you so much for joining me today, thank Dominique. It's wonderful. And thank you to you, dear listener who has joined us today. I do this show for you, and I love to hear from you. Drop me a quick line to askzofia, A-S-K-Z-O-F-I-A at transformationspace.co and just let me know what's on your heart. And until next week, go out and live soul first.
Thank you for being a part of our program this week. Sovereign Self can be heard live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Please join host Sophia Renea Morales again next week right here 